All right, what's going on, Men's Health Unscripted Nation? I've got a really fun interview today. Uh, I've got a special guest host, uh, Cameron Carruthers. He's one of my classmates. And, uh, hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, he's one of Stephen and I's really good friends. And more importantly, we have a great guest on for you today. Steffi B, the superfood goddess. She's superfood goddess across the board. Um, how are you doing today, Steffi? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, um, I know we connected a little bit ago on Instagram and kind of did the DMing back and forth. We're bo both in school and it's just been really busy and so I'm really glad we get to catch up. You make great food, it looks awesome. I love eating some leaves myself. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, do, um, I think we initially talked about plants and blood flow and I said, where do I sign up? So I'm glad you <laughs> <laughs> go hand in hand. Absolutely. <laughs> So um, just to kick it all off, like what's, uh, what's so interesting about men's health to you? What's your view on it? Let's just take it away. Let's get down to the nitty gritty right at the beginning. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think overall health in general is something that we need to be taking a, a better look at. And I think we have in the last year with everything going on. Uh, but especially with, with men, you know, I think that, that sometimes, uh, you know, like I... I think it can be it can be a, a, a an interesting uh, topic to look into, and a lot of times, you know, especially like in the plant based world, I've realized like um, a lot of times men will have kind of a um, a stigma against eating plants or you know eating healthier foods. Uh, you know, there's there's been this long thought process of uh, meat and potatoes, you know, or steak and potatoes, and that's manly and that's bulky and. Uh, and you know, and, and yes, you can <laughs> you can find nutrients in that, but um, but you know, I think it's really important that that men are looking at at superfoods and really overall health, um, uh, different nutrients, vitamins and minerals, because that's really that's what fuels our body. You know, that's what fuels our mind, our mental health. That's what fuels uh, the immune system. Uh, I know I. I mentioned also blood flow, like blood flow is absolutely a, a huge thing, you know, especially with, um, with blood pressure on the rise, um, many people with hypertension and just adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet can really help with that, you know, with, with uh, oxygen, um, antioxidants. There's so much that can really, really the more fat you're eating, the, the more, um, like stuck your blood is and so the more the more nutrients that you're that you're taking into your body is really just helping everything flow better and so i really i think it's a really important thing to to look upon because i think sometimes men you know not that they're disregarded but that they're just not um maybe there's not as much attention there and i think that we need our ladies and we need our men. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's an important uh, topic to, to take a look on. Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of like uh, bring the light on, Cam and I are good friends from school and, and we both kind of took part in starting up a men's health org at school. And, and we, would, we would eat lunch and have like these organizational meetings and they'd be like, why are you men's health guys always eating leaves? <laughs> we would just have like big things of like spinach <laughs> or like salad. And like no dress, we're just like hand hand eating it raw. You know, you have to go hard on those things. Yeah. Absolutely. I know we had a, the, I think the fun thing was there was a day that, well, I think we had a PDU. It's like a lunchtime meeting kind of deal where. A, well, they're called professional development units. Right. Somebody will come in and just talk to you about their job. It's like American teaching, but in grad school. <laughs> um, and so I think we ordered just a bunch of, like raw broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and we just oh, yeah. up in where we sit in our class, we just had this spread that like spanned a table. And, I love that. <laughs> and our, our professor's like, we don't want you guys like eating a whole lot in class. It's kind of disruptive. And here we are with like the whole buffet, right? <laughs> and like that's amazing. So we loved it. And it was just a lot of people were like, why are they up there eating celery and broccoli all day? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be honest with you, I've never felt better. Um, and then just even like at, at lunchtime, just having a light lunch, as, as small of a part of the day-to-day -day as that is, not being sleepy and passing out for the second half of your day, because you have some cucumber is awesome. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, the more hydrated you can stay, the more energy you'll have too. I mean, that just makes a, a big difference by drinking water and, and fruits and vegetables have a high water content. So you're staying hydrated while you're eating and getting nutrients as well. And, and, you know, and, and I, and I also think, you know, like, I love hearing that about you guys. Like, I love that that's what you would be doing because I, I think we need more of that inspiration because again, Again, there's that, I think there's that thought process too, from people thinking that you can't get enough protein or, or enough calcium by eating plants. And you absolutely can. And I mean, I think people underestimate the human body, how, how intuitive our body is. I mean, our body breathes for us without us even thinking about it. Like that's amazing in itself, but it also understands how to build protein, you know, by, by extracting amino acids from, uh, or the proper amino acids from, from different food groups that, that we're taking in. And so uh, I just, I love hearing that you guys do that. I think that's amazing. We need that inspiration. Yeah. So, um, Cam, I know, I think you might've mentioned that uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about, what was it? Uh, I think we talked about it a week ago. Like diabetes, like the whole sugar in the blood thing. Do you have any questions about that? Do I have any questions about diabetes? Yeah, didn't we talk about that the other day? Or I don't think so, else? my guy. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a different combo. But well, I can, I can touch on it a little bit. I, you know, it's... it's... Well, you mentioned um, a little bit about like the more fat you eat, how it kind of clogs thing up. And like literally, you know, from what we've learned in school, um, you get sugar in the blood, like essentially your blood can turn, it turns to syrup. I mean, it's kind of a, probably the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. 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 And we, and you know, and, and, and again, like I know this is kind of a, a, a long, uh, uh, idea that we've had, but for the longest time, we we thought it was just sugar or carbs that that was the culprit in diabetes, um, or you know, in 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 that process. And uh, we're finding out that eating really high meat can actually might actually be worse than than ingesting just you know sugars and carbs because our body is working so hard on uh, on on breaking the fat down that some of the, the sugar even kind of comes through, you know, like it'll, it, it, it gets missed and then that sugar gets into our blood and yeah, then it, it, it wreaks havoc in our body. And, um, and you know, it's also looking at the different kinds of foods that you're eating, you know, yes, sure. Uh, carbs, we hear, you know, stay away from carbs. Carbs are good for us. We need carbs, but it's the kind of carbs that you're, that you're eating whole grain carbs, not processed carbs processed carbs they've they've already been processed and they're going to be they're going to digest a lot quicker than a whole grain that your body is having to do the processing for it so it's just a longer process uh but so it really is it's it's taking a look at how much fat and really specifically uh animal fat too because it's just it's a different i mean yes fat is fat but it's it's a different beast when it's coming from an animal as opposed to avocado or, or nuts and seeds, uh, which again are, are healthy fats. Like we, we do need those in our diet, but I just, I think that we've, we've, we've kind of, uh, we're not balanced and, and life is about balance. I even tell people that with, you know, if they're drinking alcohol or if they are eating processed foods, you know, it's balance. Let, you know, don't, you don't want to eat a whole bag of nuts either. Like, you know, let's, right create a, a healthy balance where you're having a couple handfuls here, you're, you're choosing another food group and, um, and trying to get in your, your nutrients. But I, I do think it's, it's really important to touch upon with, uh, with diabetes, especially type two, because type two, uh, you know, we're still working on, on how type one, uh, like what the, what the cause of it is, because that's something that uh, many people are, are born with. But type two, that's, that's a direct correlation to our lifestyle. And, and really being able to take a look at what we're ingesting can help with, with diabetes. I, I've actually, I know I, as, a, as a health professional, I can't say that I can cure anything, uh, but I mean, I, I've had clients who had, have type, type two diabetes, were on some serious medications and they were able to get off their medications and their, their blood levels are, um, are, are balanced and they're, they're doing a lot better. They're healthier. They feel better. They have more energy. Uh, and, and it's just by making some tweaks in their diet. 
I think I remembered like what we were talking about before. I think it was a little bit ago, but Cam and I were talking about you can have the greatest 125 slide presentation on every diabetes med. And one of those slides is prevention. And then like half of that slide is maybe diet and exercise. And like, then the other half is like, well, maybe you have a genetic thing. So, yes. And I think that, you know, being pharmacy students, it's important to um, understand that there is a very valid place for medicine and pharma and all that in the world. Absolutely. It gives, it can give somebody lifelong treatment and they can, you know, have a sustainable life that way. If their metabolism's out of order, you can put them on meds if they want to make the change, which I'm sure you've dealt with some of your clients are like, Hey, I don't really want to take this metformin. It's giving me way too much diarrhea. What can I do about this kind of thing? And so those opportunities, it's, it's a really, it has a really valid place um, where if we didn't have those meds, somebody might just, they'd be gone or they'd have a ton of complications. So well, I think that's also the important part where we start with the guidelines, how now treatments start to become, you know, an algorithm. You follow the steps for it. So for a lot of them, and we're talking about it actually in the, um, the hospital the other day, where pharmacists need to start pushing more on the non-farm. So specifically with type 2 diabetes, we need to be pushing patients more for diet, more for the exercise. Because that's the hardest thing to do, and that's the last thing they want to change. You know, a lot of times they're more, they're more willing to take the metformin than they are to jump on, you know, some kind of diet or some kind of exercise program. Um, and it, it does help type ones with that as well. But, you know, we have um, two classmates and, you know, they, they die and they exercise at least. Um, and doesn't really benefit them as much compared to a type two. So it's really that non-farm stuff we need to start pushing. And that's across for all of the, um, you know, the manageable healthcare conditions. You're not going to tell somebody with heart failure, you know, that, that's going to be the helpful for them. That's not going to help them. But, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that, non-farm stuff we really got to push. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, I know I, I subscribe to a holistic, you know, always going towards whole foods as much as possible, but I 100% know that Western medicine, pharmaceuticals, those, those have a place in, in our society and we do need them. Um, I, and, and, and I'm glad, and thank you so much too, you know, for, for going to school and, and, and gaining knowledge on this and, and being able to help other people. And I, and I, and it's, it's interesting when you said that about the slides, you know, like in a 150 slide, uh, um, presentation, there'll be like, you know, one slide, like half and half about like diet and exercise. And, and that is interesting to me because we do, we, I do believe that we live in a system that, you know, we, we don't, we don't always look at the root cause. We, we do often, you know, we give the medication for the symptoms, which at this point, yeah, people need it. Uh, but coming, you know, trying to incorporate a, a healthier lifestyle could, could, uh, could either create a, a, a smaller need for, for, uh, you know, treatment or, um, or not as much. Uh, and you know, and I know that there's different side effects with, with different uh, medications too. And so, I mean, I absolutely, yes. Like we, we do need uh, Western medication. I just, I think that uh, we just need more knowledge also on the fact that, that there is prevention methods that we could be taking, even just, you know, as simple as, as our diet. No, absolutely. Well, we've been, um, I've been kind of working on like a, a gout episode uh, here probably oh, yeah. up, we might record it, but I think, so gout's like a big precursor to heart disease. And a lot of people don't really understand what gout is. And I listen to, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Like I'm a total nerd. I know. Um, but one of the podcasts I listen to is like wrestlers and they're like, yeah, we're getting paid. I got the gout and it's like all good. Cause I'm eating good kind of thing. And, um, it's kind of funny because I had a boss uh, before I started pharmacy school and he was just like, I got, I got a, a gout flare up this weekend. I couldn't walk, but that means business is good. Meat and steak. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which uh, I mean, it is the classic marker right there. Yeah, I think it used to be called the disease of Lords just because yep. of the, the ability to be gluttonous. But I just think it's so funny how we're, I think in our gout lecture, it was like, red meat, dairy. I mean, they were just firing it all off, uh, sedentary lifestyle, like all of it. And um, 
So I just thought it was so funny. I was like, I was like man, maybe we need to just educate people on the gout. Cause some people think that there's really just crystals floating around in your blood. The stuff I've heard about it is just crazy. So I'm like, man, maybe we need to make some education on this thing. It's like, no, business is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and gout deals a lot with inflammation and inflammation, as I'm sure you guys know, is is one of the, the main causes of many, many chronic disease, uh, you know, and, and even, even when, because I talk a lot about mental health and, um, and our, our mental health starts in our gut. And when our gut is inflamed, what's going on? How, is, how are the receptors uh, speaking to our, our, our brain, you know, telling us how we feel? Like we're feeling inflamed. We're, we're feeling like a flight or flight response. We're feel, you know, that's where like anxiety can come from. So there's, it, 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 can, it can start any, you know, our immune system as well. So there's just, it's, it's, it's a huge thing, inflammation especially. And, and again, like eating more anti-inflammatory foods, you know, or, or foods that, um, that aren't gonna cause inflammation um, or just being aware of them again you know and again like I like I said I'm, I'm all about balance like if you know something's gonna inflame you and you know the repercussions or you know something's not gonna you know like I tell my my, my clients who are allergic to dairy it's like okay but if you eat the dairy you know what it, how it's gonna make you feel at least you know like being conscious about it as opposed to not like just thinking oh well this is how I'm gonna always feel after I eat dairy like understanding that you have a choice Right. Oh, yeah. But those lactose intolerant people, though, those guys are the real goats. Because <laughs> they know what it does. And they say, I don't give a damn. I'm eating the fuck out of that cheese. And they go for it. They 100% they go for the shoot. Absolutely. So they, 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 are, they know what they're doing. They're on top of that business. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I hear it all the time with my clients <laughs> and friends. Oh, yeah. it's, and it's, it's okay. I mean, I um, I like to say like, oh, I just subscribe. A, a lot of people ask like the last Steven when, you know, we were doing interviews, like they'll say, what diets do you guys subscribe to? We don't really endorse anything specifically. Like we'll say good studies shown on the Mediterranean diet, like good studies shown on the DASH diet. Like we try to just give people options. And then we've interviewed um, a couple of girls that are registered dietitians here in uh, Tampa. And they're like F diets, do whatever you want. But then like they have their own coaching system. So I think it's more so just about giving someone an option that they may have never heard of or mm -hmm. putting them in connection with um, Chelsea and Sam or Steffi, the food goddess, or like someone like that. And maybe you guys can coach them on, you know, what are their options? Um, I hope you guys can't hear that. I think they're doing construction right outside of my apartment. They, now you're good. Something. Okay, cool. Um, but so, I mean, that's really what the men's health deal is all about. Like you said at the beginning, a lot of guys are like steak, potatoes. Um, the thought of mixing in a salad might be far-fetched for them. And I think it's really important to just say like, hey, you have plenty of options that will also help you combat inflammatory diseases, uh, things specific to guys like erectile dysfunction, BPH, you know, a heart disease kind of hits everybody, but it definitely hits guys and a lot younger than it does women, you know, guys in their 40s, 50s, 60s. I think women's like the statistics, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's like 60 and up, it kind of starts to influence women a little bit more, but mm -hmm. having a heart attack at age 40, that's got to be tough. You, cause oh, yeah, you have to be breaking everything medicine, right there. And there's yeah. really not a lot of coming back from that. I mean, you're kind of, you're you kind won't of, be 100. You no. won't be hundred percent after that. There's no way. Right. But a big thing I want to spend a minute on and harp onto is that whole stigma thing. That's a big part of why we made men's health because all of us have that. We, we have that issue. Same thing. So little story here, my boy lives in the mountains of uh, Virginia. He is a bit of a hillbilly. Um, he will not eat like many vegetables aside from potatoes and corns and stuff like that. Uh, he's a taller, he's a thinner guy, but again, he lives in the mountains. He's got a farm. He's got stuff like that. So I go to visit him all the time and we're talking, you know, what we're going to have for food for the week. And I guess, you know, somebody had gotten some, some beef and stuff like that. And I was like, well, let's go with some veggies, let's go some, you know, some spinach and stuff like that. And he was like, hell no, I ain't no not rabbit food. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> oh, that's how he talks. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's that big study. For him, he's lucky. He's always working. He's always up and about. So he has the physical side to help keep that stuff down. 
but he's in, he's a bit older. He's from that, you know, the mountain side of the world where they don't believe in eating the vegetables. They don't understand. They also think that your option are meat and potatoes or corn and then literally just like grass. Like, I don't <laughs> know why he doesn't know there's more than just grass, but he's like, that's just grass. Like I was putting cilantro on something and he's like, why in the fuck are you putting grass on stuff? And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, brother, there's more than just grass. <laughs> And that's a big part of the community that we need to, you know, we're trying to reach out to. We want to talk to them. Like, oh, you can have other stuff. You don't have to have grass. I mean, if it's what you want to munch on, go ahead and munch that grass. I ain't going to, I ain't going to stop you. It's not going to be bad for you. Uh, I mean, there's like thousands of species of plants and stuff. And I think a lot of people really think they're limited to like lettuce, tomato, whatever. And so it's kind of, um, it's neat educating people like, hey, maybe reach for that pineapple and not that candy bar. And after a while, the pineapple will become a lot more appealing than the candy bar. Oh yeah. Plus it goes buy one, get one all the time. So yeah. you get two, <laughs> you get two bowls of that stuff. The other thing in the freezer or the fridge and boom, you're ready. Absolutely. And, and you're right. You know, like I remember 13 years ago when I started my eating plant-based people were like, you're just going to eat grass. And I was like, you guys, there is so many more <laughs> options than that. I actually, I just did a, a research paper and I was incorporating plants in it. And, um, and I think, I, I, I don't know the exact number, but I think it was like a, a thousand seventy two different species of plants. Like, and, but we do, we bring it down to just that lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers. Like there's so many more things. And so many people say, Oh God, you know, it's going back on diets. Like, I don't, yes, I, I am plant-based, like, but I call, I, that's my lifestyle. It's, it's not right. just a diet. Like I used to diet more than 13 years ago. I, I tried all the diets. I was trying to lose weight. Now I just fuel my body in a healthy way. And I do tell people, you know, eating, eating whole foods is great. Eating uh, a lot of plants is great, but I don't tell people that they absolutely have to, to subscribe to anything because each body is different. But it was just, it was funny to hear that, uh, you know, about, oh, okay, you're just eating grass now. Like, no, there's so many more things. Like I'm, I actually don't feel limited ever. I mean, unless I go to, even if I go to a steakhouse, like there's, there's sides on the menu that, that I can choose. And actually a lot of times they have really great sides, you know, yeah, like yeah. really great broccoli or, um, or Brussels sprouts. So there's, there's, I feel like there's more opportunity, but but to others who might be um, new or maybe just haven't gained the knowledge or had someone around them uh, talking about it more, it, it seems limited when, uh, when you think about plants, if you're coming from that, like, you know, steak and potatoes. And, and I, and I, you know, and I, and I get it. Like I'm, I'm all about understanding people being on other people's level. Like, I don't think I'm better than anyone just cause I eat more plants. Like I understand 13 years ago, I probably had a lot of those, those thoughts and beliefs too. And I just, I, I had a traumatic experience happen that kind of, you know, kicked me into gear, which I think most people, you know, like once someone has a uh, heart disease, all of a sudden it's like, all right, maybe, maybe now I should start making some decisions. So it always, it, often it does take us some sort of emergency situation, but that's, that started my journey. And that's when I started realizing, wow, there is a whole like other side of the world, you know, in, in life and lifestyle. Yeah, I love, I mean, I love to cook. I've been cooking probably since I was like 16. I've been on, I'm 33 now. And I've become, I think, maybe it's just me just thinking about myself, but I feel like I've become a better cook after learning how to cook more plants. And because, and I don't know, everybody's probably gonna think differently. And if you hate what I say uh, on Twitter, <laughs> tell me about it. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, but, but what I would say is uh, like meat can kind of take on only a couple of flavors. It really is flavored how you cook it. And I've noticed that like when you're cooking with fruits and vegetables and all those things, like they, own, they kind of come with their own unique flavors and textures and you can really transform a meal into something uh, a lot more creative by learn, like just kind of getting in and, and cooking with that kind of stuff instead of, well, I can have chicken. Well, chicken's like, wait, it tastes like chicken, right? Yeah, so, it's like whatever you got again. Right. And yeah, so, it's seasoning. It's I found myself, you know, I was a huge bacon fanatic uh, a couple years ago. 
and where like my men's health kind of journey started was um, my dad passed away very young from a heart attack and his dad passed away very young from a heart attack. So I'm realizing like, oh shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm next, but I don't want to be next. And then just like my grandfather passing away, but he was 92, but just the misinformation or not misinformation, but the, the lack of ability to come down to a 92 year old man's level from healthcare providers to say, this is why this is happening. And like giving them just layman's term stuff that someone can digest. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I, um, yeah, that was weird. I'm sitting here in the hospital and I'm listening to what these people are saying. I'm going to go to pharmacy school and I'm going to take this information and just be able to make it digestible for someone. Cause I think that's the thing. Like once you start using medical jargon and all that stuff, you lose 50% of your audience. And oh, they're gone. Just like, nope, don't care. You said hypertension and not high blood pressure. You know, I'm out. You said diabetes and blood glucose and didn't say sugar. I'm out. Like it's just, and, um, and so that, that disconnect, like we have great doctors, we have great healthcare professionals, but there's just this disconnect in information because of vocabulary. And it's just like our job to bring it down and make, um, make it digestible for our audience. And then they're like, oh, okay, I get that. So. I appreciate that. And that, and honestly, and I align with that. That's honestly where I come from. I, I, again, like I said, like, I don't think I'm better than anyone. Like I always want to sound as understandable as possible. Like I, I want people to understand about health. I'm so passionate about it. I, I don't want to, you know, miss the mark. And so when we're talking, like, I, I really try to, I try to try to help people understand on a more layman term as well, because I know myself personally growing up, like I didn't even like science. Like it was honestly like probably my worst subject. It was hard for me to understand. I mean, here I am now in my clinical master's and, you know, and, and I'm still, I'm learning. It's, it's, it's not the easiest for me. Um, and so I don't want people to shy away from something just because maybe they don't feel smart enough or they don't feel like they're understanding it. And it, you know, and it, and health can be simple. I think we do kind of overcomplicate it. And, and I also like to promote that, that we have the choice. We, we can make the decisions for ourselves. You know, there's so many people that are out there telling us what to do, uh, you know, on social media and, and doctors and, you know, and, and even vegans, you know, and, and, and yes, I, I, I myself am vegan, but like, I can't tell someone exactly how to eat. So I tell people, listen, look at me. Like I'm, you know, like, like if, if you went to a doctor and you, uh, you were diagnosed with cancer, most of the time, someone's going to go get a second, uh, a second, you know, a second talk with someone else and, and maybe say like, hey, just making sure like, is this what you found too? Or, you know, maybe you go to a specialist and you get you, you talk to them and you see what's going on. And so I say, you know, do that with your professionals with your with your health coaches with your social media people like whoever it is like, don't just listen to one person check and see what other people are saying and, and make your own decision or, or go research and then make your own decision. I think we're, we're so quickly to kind of just follow what everyone else tells us to do. And there's a lot of people doing it. Uh, and I think it's, it's empowering to know that you can make your own decision. You can listen to your own body. Uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm hungry, when I'm craving something sweet, okay, I'm, I'm going to go find something sweet, whether it's a date or a piece of fruit, or maybe it is that, you know, that, uh, chocolate or something that I'm craving like you know or whatever it might be your body knows and and you can when you start listening to it you can feel different effects you know oh I got kind of tired after this hmm, what was in that meal that could have that could have created that or oh I felt really energized after this one maybe I'll I'll keep eating that you know down that line of of, of meals yeah it's definitely um I think a lot of just American society in general kind of gets away from the listening to your body or taking that minute to just breathe and just take a second to decompress because we're so go, 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 go all the time. And that's kind of another aspect of men's health is there's that um, kind of idea. Like I'm a provider. I, you know, uh, I got to go to work, got to go do this all the time. And it's, it's okay. Like I know we discussed a few minutes before we started, about mental health. And if you're 
constantly on that go, 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 what does that do to the things that maybe you need to address in your personal life or in your mental health and that you just kind of keep pushing them back? Eventually that wave comes back. And so that's kind of like the huge issue in men's health. That's why we're like lately I've kind of been on a posting about mental health and suicide and all that stuff kick. I love it. Thank you. It's just so important because we push so many things aside that it's, it's really, you know, you want to break it down like a, pro, like a school project. You're like, oh, I can do that in a month. So you procrastinate <laughs> that thing. You know, I got a few more weeks. And then it's like <laughs> night before it hits you and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not getting this turned in. Um, <laughs> oh, that happens to you too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody. Oh, yeah. No, not us. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just it. But it really does feel like that. But it's a much more serious issue. I mean, that's just kind of like a dumbed down um, easy way to think about it. But, you know, that's why you kind of a lot of guys get caught up in this, like feeling the need to do something that maybe they can't. And it's OK to set that boundary for yourself and for other people. Like, hey, there's some there's a boundary here. I need a minute to like process what I'm doing. And then if I still think it's a good idea, then I'll move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and touching again on, on men's health, you know, like I, for lack of a better word, like, you know, I think a lot of times we, uh, a lot of men, like, you know, like, like, uh, have that like macho essence or, you know, like they think, you know, like, you know, uh, they, you know, they know what's up, they can take care of themselves and, you know, they know it works for them and, and they do. And, um, but I, I also think it's very empowering when like, like you posting about mental health, that's so huge. And, and I, do, I know I've got, I, most of my friends um, uh, are men. Like I just, I, I connect better with, with guys. And so a lot of my, my guy friends, like, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of on, on that, on that spectrum, you know, like, nah, I don't, I, I, I've got it all taken care of. And I, and so like, I always just like put like little, little seeds in there. Like, Hey, like, it's actually, it's okay to talk about this stuff. Like it's, it's okay to, if you're, if you're going through something or you're struggling, let's talk about it. Like, you know, we're both human at the end of the day. Yeah. Women and men process things differently. Absolutely. I, we are totally two different species, but but it's okay to open up and talk about that. And I, and I actually think that, I think I saw in your post, um, what, one of them was that most suicides end up being men. That is a huge indicator that, that we're not talking about it enough. And, you know, I mean, you see, you do see women speaking more about their feelings and, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a natural thing of our essence, but I think it's a really, really important thing to touch upon. We need to be talking about just health, mental health, well-being in general. There's nothing wrong with going to a yoga class or trying a meditation. Uh, you know, I, I was so I was so fortunate three years ago when I um, when I started dating my partner. Um, he wasn't he wasn't plant based at all, and he's like six three and like big dude, and and he was kind of just like watching how I was eating and what I was doing, and he started asking questions. And and again, like I never tell anyone what to do because. You, you know, the moment you feel like someone's telling you what to do, you, you, sometimes you, you can, you can gain resentment, you can gain some kind of like, you know, weird relationship with them. And, um, and he just started asking questions and he said, well, maybe I'll, I'll cut out red meat this month and see what happens. And after a month, he's like, well, I'm still here. Like everything's fine still. Maybe I try another month. And, and then that turned into four months. And then I think he got sick on like a, a chicken salad or something. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to see what it's like to not have chicken and turkey and, and anything else in my diet. And so he slowly started doing that on his own. I mean, you know, again, I, I was just living my life, doing, doing things as, as the norm. Um, and which I think is the best way to inspire somebody is just live your life. And they'll start asking questions when they see it's working. Um, and so it's, it's interesting. Like I, I love so much that I feel like I have this person around me that, is kind of that, you know, that like that male, uh, that, that macho male that's like, no, this works. Like, this is great. Like I, you know, he'll try yoga classes with me. Like, you know, at least once everyone's got to try something at least once, try a veggie once, you know, just, just see what works for you and what you like. Right. Um, but, I, but I love that. Like, I think that it's, 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 I think there's something empowering about men, especially 
talking about their feelings, talking about their health, um, you know, just, just being more open and vulnerable. There's, there's something strong, there's strength in there. There is, I think so. Yeah, we did. Um, we actually did an interview a while back. It's one of our first interviews. I think it's on, um, it's on the Spotify. And um, so anybody listening, go check that out. It's with Annette Scott. I think it's called Annette Scott's Fired the Fuck Up About Yoga. Or men's Health, sorry. <laughs> Fired the Fuck Up About Men's Health. But, um, and she is. But, you know, she said something in that interview that really resonated with me where she was saying, oh, um, you want to be courageous? You want to be know, known like what a man is known for? You want to have that feeling um, in order to be there for your family, speak up when something's not right. Cause if you're gone, you know, you're not taking care of your people. They don't have you there. Like your family wants you around. And so that was very much in the sense. And I just, I thought about it, you know, not having my dad around from a young age because of heart issues and things like that. And just like, dang, she's, she's very right. Like if he probably would have spoke up about some of his stuff, might still be here. Absolutely. So it's just, it, it's really interesting. It's like the, the really courageous part is to make yourself vulnerable. And that, because yes. it, it's easy to just be like, oh man, F off, like I don't need your help, whatever, and walk away. But to put yourself in a vulnerable situation and a very uncomfortable situation is really what, that's where we grow as people. That's where um, we can grow as a lover or a, a brother, dad, like whatever our role as a, a man is um, to someone. Yep. And, and it's, it's all about growth and just, you know, uh, I hate to say bettering yourself. It's such a weird way of, you know, I guess describing it, but it is. It is what it is. It yeah, is, I mean, absolutely. Bettering yourself and then bettering yourself for the people around you. Like for you, you showed your partner, well, I'm eating plants and I'm not protein deficient and you know, I'm not sickly. And he started to see that you're, you're just kind of living by example. And, and I think the way that he transitioned off of me, it was probably a great idea. Just do it little by little, get rid of red meat, get rid of chicken. Oh, next thing you know, I haven't had meat in a couple of weeks and I feel pretty good. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and you touched upon another really great point. Uh, it doesn't have to happen overnight. It can be a slow progression, 100%. Like I even, I have, a, I have a client that recently, you know, I said, congratulations. It was just this small little thing that she added in. But to her, she thought, well, it's been taking me two and a half months. And I said, that's okay. You, you've, you've added it in. And at some point it's going to turn into muscle memory. You're not even going to think anymore. You're, it's just going to be an add in that you're always doing every single day. And, and I think, you know, especially with like diet culture and, um, and just, you know, uh, shame and guilt around food, people forget that it's okay. Like one, it's okay. If you, if you slip up, I don't, I, I for lack of a better word, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how to like, not say it's like a, making a mistake in your diet. Cause it's like, yeah. you're not making mistakes, but you know, you're just, you're just trying and, and you're going to learn and you're going to fall. I always tell people failure and success are on the same road. Failure or success just got up, dusted their knees off and kept moving forward. Same thing, you know? And so it's like, think about that with your lifestyle, your health, your diet. It's, you're just trying, you're incorporating different things and, you know, and, and being kind to yourself and it's not going to happen overnight. It's fine. It take take yeah. longer because that's like, then you get to practice every day. Well, I think that's like, Cammy got something. Well, it's kind of like how we were talking earlier with people making decisions and whatnot. Everybody, everybody expects the magic. They want the, you know, the magic solution, the one pill fix. Yeah. That's kind of the problem. And it's just the first world, really. You know, we've had this opportunity where things are so much instant now. We all want all this kind of stuff. And you don't really see this in, you know, the other countries. But again, it's, it's a, a level of where you're at, you know, first world compared to other worlds. So it's something that it's a curse and a benefit that we've developed for ourselves. And everyone just expects it to be quick. And they, they're a little more judgmental on themselves. Uh, you know, that, that old cliche, you know, you're more harder on yourself than everybody else is than others are. And it, it's true, especially when it comes to things um, like adjusting your diet, adjusting your regimen, things like that. You're going to be more self-inflective than you are actual. Because like when you, you see, the, um, you know, the, the internet memes of like the larger people in the gym and they're, you know, have like the thought bubble and it's all like self-conscious. 
But in the background, you got the, you know, the dudes out there lifting up. They're like, look at this guy here putting in the work. Um, it, it's, again, part of that stigma that we all got to start flipping soon. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think they're, you know, kind of to build off the, the stigma that Cam was talking about is people will say, oh, man, I was so bad today. I ate like a whole sleeve of Oreos. And it's this like idea that that's bad. And maybe it's not like don't do it every day or don't eat all three sleeves of Oreos or, you know, if you need it right there, like damn it, Oreos is your comfort food. You've been through some shit. Like I'm, I need this sleeve of Oreos. Do it. Right. But it's, it's also being able to pull back and say, okay, I, I did that. That's over with. I'm going to move on and kind of get back on track. And it's like, we don't need that. The like, that's not really a nutritional requirement kind of deal, but those things, I, man, I can't think of it like the last time I had an Oreo, but they're so damn good, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> but it's just that like, those things are, are good. They're comforting. And it's not, you know, it's not bad to indulge and enjoy something that you like. I mean, that's part of life is good food and good company, good people, good everything. Like those kind of uh, moments are, are really part of life, but at the same time, maybe like that's not really a part of everyday kind of behavior. So that's just where we're at as far as, I guess, again, the men's health, like I'm not even saying don't eat meat, something I do, whatever, but there's, there's a, a place for it. There's all different. I, I know people that have gone, you know, 85% plant-based and they have like a little bit of meat with a couple of meals a day. And I think that's great too. It's just this, the moderation of keeping yourself healthy, keeping those um, lab numbers in a good range, keeping the blood pressure down, that's huge. And um, that's kind of, everything kind of just falls into place once you start fulfilling those requirements. Absolutely. And, and I think overall with that too, I think you said that perfectly and, and, and really emphasizing whole foods. Like that's, we, we live in a culture where there's so much processed foods, you know, even, even the Oreos. And again, I'm not saying like, feel bad about eating the Oreos, you know, do yeah. whatever you want, but yeah, sure. Maybe try not to eat them every single day because yeah. <laughs> there's sugars, there's oils, there's sodium, like there's all these different things in breads, bagels, cookies, crackers. Um, and again, even vegan food, like vegan junk food is, is junk food still there. There's still the oils in it. Yeah. I'm so stoked about beyond meat because it, it, it helps people, you know, get that craving, but I'm not telling people to eat that every day either because there's, there's additives, it's processed. And so when you can eat, eat as, as close to the whole food as possible that nature created, that's where your body is going to pull the most nutrients, the most antioxidants, you know, anything that you need, because it's that this apple was created with the right amount of sugar, carbs, you know, everything inside of it so that your body can do something with it. Oh yeah, when it comes to that, I like to think about food kind of like broccoli. So like when you take broccoli and it's raw, it's got all its minerals, all its vitamins, you boil it, so you do, you're processing at one time, that water, the boiled water now has most of the stuff. So I like to apply that when I think about like flowers and things as well, when they're bleaching or the process and the flour, they're yanking out some of the stuff. You know, you want some of the starches, you want some of the, the fiber that's in like the grain itself. That's helps bulk you, that helps keep you regular and things like that. So I always, I call the, you know, the broccoli model, I guess, but I like to kind of think of my food like that. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you guys, kind yeah. of a little, a little random, but um, did you guys see the movie What the Health? I've seen it, yes. Uh, what did you think about um, the section where they, they spoke about um, blood flow and erections with, with men? Do you remember so, that part? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, uh, we talk a lot about ED, not because of we don't want anybody to feel bad about their erectile dysfunction. Yeah, totally. Sensitive topic. The, you know, and I, I know sometimes it'd be like, oh, they're talking about erections, ah, whatever. And it's like, so here's the real issue with ED is that your vasculature, your veins and arteries that go to the penis are probably the closest set of vasculature to your heart in your body and in, in a male body. And so ED is a precursor to heart disease. 
So yes, there are some fantastic erectile dysfunction drugs and treatment out there that you can bypass the, the actual um, uh, immediate issue. However, there is a looming issue in your heart that is um, kind of starting to happen. And studying men's health, we were like, holy crap, a lot of these problems are just early warning indicators for other more serious issues. Mm. So um, our, our kind of stance on ED is, okay, that's fine. Like, again, American medicine is here for you to treat that. But once you start experiencing that and, it, and, it, and it's a physical issue and not necessarily a psychological or partner or whatever issue, um, we need to really start looking at the vasculature in your heart because if the vasculature in your penis is starting to get clogged, there's something going on in the heart and, and that's when you really should probably start addressing it. So that yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah, and the tiny vascular plays in, so it plays in for like everything. So like with diabetics, uh, you're often concerned about like retinopathy and neuropathy in their feet, things like that. Um, issues with their, you know, their kidneys, their nephrons, the same idea, you know, they have the small little blood vessels that are becoming, you know, hypertonic, becoming oversaturated with sugars in the blood. They're not able to get that down. They have higher fat contents in the blood and it's causing damage to those fine um, blood vessels. So that's how they start to lose their vision. They start to lose feeling and their and sensation in their feet, things like that. Their kidneys start to not function as well. So it's the same idea where it's the smaller vascular down there starts to get damaged. Now it's not getting blood. It's not getting oxygenated. Tissues don't want to, you know, thrive in that kind of environment. Um, so yeah, it's a very good marker that something else could be moving in the horizon. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. That, yeah, great description. I, because I, I think, I think that that is, you know, it's, it is an important topic. And, and like you said, sure, it's, it's also a, a sensitive and I, and I understand that, but I, but I think again, just hearing that information, like it, I wouldn't have known that, you know, coming years and years ago. And I'm sure there's so many other people and you're right. There's, there's little indicators, you know, that being one of them and, and other ones too, that, if, if we learn to listen to our body, we can understand maybe there's something else going on that, you know, that we have to address or, or check out too. I've noticed, I mean, being in kind of uh, asserting myself, I guess, in the men's health world, um, you start to see um, that there's, there is a lot of stigmas. There's a lot of things that people don't like to talk about. So when you really start digging and just doing these interviews and, just this podcast slash Instagram, all this stuff. I've learned so much that I wouldn't have learned in school. Um, but it's so important to take the, yes, okay, you're having a, an issue that's probably a, a very sensitive topic you don't want to talk about, but maybe you should because, I mean, how many people really know? They're just like, oh, I'm getting old. Uh, my penis is not functioning like it used to. Well, possibly. Maybe it is an age thing, but let's also look at what's your diet look like? What's, you know, what are your, what are your lab numbers looking like? What kind of medications are you taking? Um, when you really start digging into someone's like just past, I guess their past medical history for, uh, and dietary history, you start learning, well, some of these things are a cause of lifestyle, you know, in general as a whole. And you're in a really good place to get a reverse on that and kind of get back what maybe you feel like you've lost. And so I've noticed that a lot of the men's health products are like, oh, blue chews and uh, Viagra and all that stuff. And it's, it's great because you're fixing that problem. And then, you know, they're, um, maybe they're not, uh, uh, what's a good way of saying it? It's like, they, they're not having an issue. So they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't have this problem anymore and, and they're more comfortable. But I don't think enough doctors and healthcare professionals take the time to say, I'll give you the Viagra. This is gonna solve your, your short-term issue. Here's what we need to do now because there's a good possibility you're starting to acquire damage in your vasculature and your body. Now, there's some limitation to that. I don't know if it's put on by the insurance companies, well, but sometimes a patient will come in with a prescription for something like Viagra, Cialis, something like that. And it's usually like a max they can take per month or per day or something like that. So while they're not trying to address any further issues, they're at least trying to prevent them from essentially abusing 
you know, the use of the medication, the, to use that Band-Aid. They're trying to stop the Band-Aid box from being applied every day. Um, not directly promoting anything, but, you know, they're trying to, uh, it might be a step, uh, little steps. Right. Have you in your professional practice at all um, had this discussion with guys or anything close to it? You know, to be honest, I not not very often, and I and I haven't had any clients actually dealing exactly with that. But I mean, like I, but I've just just on like a very like scratch the surface level, like um, just again because I have a lot of guy friends, and and some of them have gone uh, more plant based or totally plant based around me, and they've and they've just reported like different different things, and like and one of them has been wow, like my my erections are are better and and longer. And when I, when I see myself eating plants more. And so it, that's been something interesting uh, that I've, that I've seen just, you know, around. Um, but again, that's kind of scratching the surface. Like I never have really dug deeper or, or um, gone into too much detail with my clients, which actually this is inspiring me to talk about it more because, you know, just like mental health, which is a huge thing for me, because I understand people aren't talking about it. And it's something that a lot of people are going through. So why are we not talking about it? And, and so I think just, yeah, getting, getting those subjects that, that maybe people don't really uh, know a lot about, or they might be embarrassed or, or have some sort of um, apprehension about it. I think it's talking about it is a really beautiful thing. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm right now, I'm feeling more inspired to, to make sure that that's uh, covered uh, more fully in my, in my teachings, in my coaching, uh, and just, you know, in, in regular knowledge. Yeah. A lot of these, um, a lot of like diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, they all really influence erectile dysfunction, but they also damage vasculature due to inflammation, just, you know, being rough on your body. So if, if you have a chance to discuss it with your clients, I mean, I'm sure that's definitely something to dive into. And Absolutely. it's something nip in the nose because it's a it's a vicious circle. It's one of those cycle things where you know, you're having the issues with your health. Now you're not getting the boner. Now you're feeling bad about it. So it's affecting your mental health. And then yeah. it's circling back, back around because when you're not feeling good, you're going for that third sleeve of Oreos. And it's just going to be repetitive and repetitive from that point. So it's one of those things where you need to kind of jump on it as well as you can. Now, obviously, you can't be 100% effective every time. You're not going to be able to save everybody. But hopefully, you know, ones or twos cases you'll get. And then it'll kind of help peak up the interest from hopefully they're telling their friends about it and it's kind of spreading out it's peaking up interest and it's caused a lot more people to realize you know, I should probably talk to somebody who knows about this and see what what I can do to change that yeah and I think it's important to know I mean just like anything in life but also especially with health uh is is understanding that that just because something is taking place doesn't mean it's the end all be all there is a way to to morph and change and you know and, and yeah some you know they've they've said, you know, people don't change. Yeah, they do. It's just, it takes effort. That's why, that's what, why people have that thought process of, well, I can't change this or, well, this is this, like, you know, this is it, but it's, it really comes down to understanding like, well, how, okay. So what, what's in front of me? How, what are the next steps that I can take to, to better this or to see if I can dive deeper and, um, I don't want to say fix, but you know, like uh, uh, create uh, a different outcome. And and most of the time you can. And again, I mean that that goes across the board with like jobs, relationships. You know, you pinpoint an issue. You go, all right. How am I, how am I going to react and 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 move forward in you know in in hopefully a better or healthier or more knowledgeable way. Right. I think uh, you both had great points that you know Cam kind of brought up can't get an erection, then your partner that like, imagine the influence like that has on your partner where it's like, Oh, and you're not willing to talk about it and say, okay, Hey, this isn't you. This is something I'm not doing. Or like, I, I just can't, maybe I should go talk to my doctor, see what's going on and kind of further that type of effort rather than just like, Oh, well, never mind. And then your, your partner feels horrible because they're like, well, I'm not arousing my partner. And so it creates this like really vicious cycle within the, you know, partner family unit dynamic kind of scenario where again, back to what you were saying, if a guy would just open up and say, all right, I'm having this problem. It, it's not you. This is something that we can fix and, or like see what's going on. What changes can I make? 
and move forward. And I think a lot of that gets very much so lost. And um, that's, I, again, that's why we're here, men's health in it, right? Yeah. 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 I think you even said another great point with, you know, like it's about our support system and it's about the people that were around. And for example, if you're, you know, if you're, if, if you're not getting a, a, an erection and, and your partner, yeah, they could go there and think, oh, I'm not arousing them or, you know, I'm doing something wrong. And, 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 and maybe this is like the health coach in me or, you know, just the coach in general, but like, I, I actually, I've had that happen, uh, uh, once or twice and and to me be, maybe because I'm also not like a judgmental person it was more just like hey it's okay like may, are you uh, maybe you're stressed maybe, like you know like what do, did you take a medication today like you know it's like it, you it's not always thinking like it's it's in a personal attack like really trying to be there for someone else too I think is really important and so like you know in that instance it was like hey it's okay like no big deal here like we could talk about it or, you know, we don't have to, but like, it's, it's not, you know, th things happen, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, of course me, like, it's like, oh, well, what'd you eat or drink today? Or how, you know, how are you feeling? <laughs> There's definitely, yeah, there, and there really is a component to that. And it's, you know, not always diet. Like people are stressed out at work. People have things on their mind. There's just so much that it's not all about sex. It's not all about all these things. Maybe when it's time to be intimate, what, this is what I truly, you know, going back on the yoga thing, I'm a huge yogi, I love it, is the ability to compartmentalize something, your day, but then also if you have a partner, being able to be present with them in the moment, get away from your cell phone, get a, take, you know, a couple hours off of work and just really be there with someone that you love or care about, doesn't have to be a partner, a family member, whatever, but I think, like, again, kind of lost in the American Western, fast-paced, go, go, go all the time. Um, and, and I think that even that mental component of it allows for so much more growth and just saying like, okay, you know what? I'm turning all my phone and electronics off. I'm going to spend three hours with you or with me. It's like my dog. I'm just like, all right, I'm pushing everything away. I'm going to go Deuce. force my dog to cuddle me. <laughs> I've had a rough day. Me and Juice are going to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. Um, <laughs> you know, something like that. But even just that ability to be present with someone or something that you love opens up so many more areas for growth because then it's like, well, this, and this is kind of how I felt was, wow, I can be there for them more. I can spend more time with them. I, I can spend more quality time where I'm not as tired. I can walk with my dog more. I can do all these things. And so that's, again, it's men's health. Uh, we call it what being pro state yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i love it well um steffi it was awesome having you on the superfood goddess can you um tell everybody where we can get a hold of you if if someone loves your interview they want to learn more about what you do just give them a little um info and i will definitely post it when i post these clips on youtube instagram everywhere you guys can find us our usual listeners know where to find us um, but everywhere else, we're on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. So what do you got for us, Effie? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'm the, the superfood goddess on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of my biggest platform. But then I, I do have a website and blog site with some healthy plant-based recipes that are delicious. And that's thesuperfoodgoddess.com. Uh, and, and I do one-on-one -on -one and group coaching uh, again, I like to meet people where they're at and just kind of hold their hand and show them what I've learned and, you know, they can take what they want and not. Um, and, and I just love connecting with people. So if anyone has any questions or, you know, wants to work together, I'm always happy to help. And, um, and in the next couple months, I'm, um, I'm creating a virtual retreat. So that's something that's kind of exciting in the future where we can kind of create a sacred and calm and grounded space at home if we're going to, you know, be at home for a It'll little bit. Home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love, I really love the work you're doing. I love seeing your delicious recipes online. Um, just everybody who's down to just kind of make people a little bit more aware of their options and all of those things. I think you, I think you're doing great work and there's a lot of people doing great work, but I I'm so glad we got to finally meet up and um, just talk about men's health 
uh, plants, eating plants and blood flow. I was just like so excited. So we checked all the boxes today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I had such a great time talking to both of you. I really appreciate it. Awesome. I thank appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely. Awesome.